We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome in. My name is Tyler and joining me today is Arjun because I wanted to cover some assumptions that I've seen the fan base make. Are they correct assumptions or are they myths? And the only way to break down that is with stats and facts. So of course, got to have the analytics guy with me. Arjun, how are you doing? Doing great. Happy to be back for another collab. You know, I love doing these. So always fun to talk Chargers football. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I sort of love doing is, is trying to take a narrative that's out there and either support it or break it down. Because I, I hate when people are pushing things that just aren't true. So, of course, I had to had to jump to you and uh, see what you had to offer. And the first thing we're going to talk about today, let's see if I can bring this up, is that the Chargers, the assumption that the Chargers are significantly better running to the left and that they should run to the left more often. Now, this is what actually sparked the whole idea for this segment, because a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember if it was week three or four. I think most of us assumed you know, behind Filer and Slater, the Chargers should run left more. They would be better at it. They are better at it. And then I believe you had a graph. I don't know if you made it or if you pulled it from somewhere that showed that wasn't just quite that simple. Now, it's been a few weeks, so I don't know if things have changed. Uh, Abuji has gone down. Norton is still Norton. So I don't know if this has changed, but I want to start with this one. So are the Chargers better running to the left? And should they run to the left more? Or is this a myth? Yeah, so this is actually a myth. Um, Interesting. So when I made the graphic initially, um, we we only had like three or something weeks of data. Right. right. Um, but, you know, I, I looked at it again and I, I made sure to make some changes if I needed to uh, in mm -hmm. terms of like uh, importing the data. And it's still the same. It, there doesn't seem to be um, that big. There doesn't seem to be that big of a difference running left and running right. And so like I pretty much I had two ways um, of going about it. Right. So the first mm -hmm. way was um, using EPA, which is something that, that I've done um, consistently in, in all my videos. I wanted to make sure, you know, EPA is there because that measures efficiency. So EPA, we're, we're pretty much, there's like a 0. 0.000 something difference between running left oh, wow. and running right. So there's obviously <laughs> no, barely any difference there, right? Um, and then the second way I wanted to do it was actually using um, uh, rushing yards over expected, which is which is a metric that my my friend, Tage made right so if um i've he's blowing up on twitter if you don't follow him Tage fb analytics but there there actually seems to be a higher rushing yards over expected running right but 
the the thing with that is there's a higher rushing yards over expected because I would assume the blockers on the right side are worse. So the running backs actually generate more yards than they're expected to because hmm. the blockers are not as good. So those were two ways I wanted to evaluate it. So the, the actual efficiency of the run game, there's no difference running left and right. But running backs are our running backs are ten, tending to gain more yards over expected running to the right side, which I would assume because, you know, Norton and Schofield mm-hmm. slash Abushi aren't as strong as Filer and Slater. Oh, it's an interesting way to look at it. I did not realize it took the players in front of them into account for overexpected. That's interesting. So why do you think then with in terms of EPA, why is that basically the same? Like I would it makes sense to me. It would make sense to run behind Norton, or excuse me, not Norton, Filer and Slater, and you'd get more yards. I have a picture here of the Chargers sort of running left, and it obviously worked against the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. But that duo is certainly better. And yet there's no like what do you think? Is it just too small sample size at this point. You know, I just is, is Larry Roundtree and Larry and uh, Joshua Kelly are they running left and that's screwing up the EPA or, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it has a it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, I think number one, it has to do with the down and distance. Like they just haven't been good on mm. first down, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. But like mm. on first downs, um, first and tens, usually the expected points the expected points to be gained is, is much higher than like running on third and third and six or something. Right. So if they're only getting one or two yards on first and 10, where, you know, the defense might be a little bit more spread out, maybe might be expecting a pass given how often the chargers pass and they're only gaining one or two yards, the EPA gained from that play is going to be low. So regardless of where they run the ball, all of these first down stuffs or end rounds that they do all these trick plays, it all yeah. adds up. And so, you know, it hasn't been pretty running left or right. I think the run game has looked good in that Raiders game, but outside of that, it's been, you know, whatever. Um, so it is a combination of a lot of things, but I would say mostly down in distance and just failing to mm. run the ball in early downs. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm that's so fascinating. I, I was hoping that maybe something had changed, especially with the injuries, but I can't believe it's basically the same. Well, that's so fascinating. So thank you for busting that myth. All right, the next one I want to talk about is Herbert. Now, I feel like this is something that dates back to last year as well. The idea that Herbert does start slow in the first quarter. It just felt like in some games, even against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that he would start really slow. And then you know how the game ends. He has like four or five touchdowns in that game. You'd never think that he had a bad game. But it seemed like in the first quarter, he was just a little bit slow to start, which is okay. He's a rookie. But now, maybe heading into this year, and I guess you can parse this up into the offense or just Herbert. Yeah. does Herbert typically start slow in the first quarter? Yeah. So statistically, he has been very slow to start the first quarter. Out of mm. uh, 27 qualifying quarterbacks that have over 30 passing attempts in the first quarter, uh, Justin Herbert ranks 19th out of 27. So he's below mm. average. He actually has a negative EPA per play um, on wow. on in the first quarter. Now, you brought up a good point. I don't want to pin this all on Herbert because – in my right. last video, I got some hate talking about, I don't think Joe Lombardi's looked that good. <laughs> and, you know, really outside of that, um, outside of that Washington opening game script, like, cause obviously mm-hmm. the first 15 something plays are scripted, right? Right. Outside of that, like, I don't, have they even scored on, on the first drive of any game? I guess the raid, I think Chiefs they did game. against Chiefs game. Oh, wait, no, not, they, not, not the Chiefs. Yeah, Raiders. that was a three and out. Cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, they got stopped no. at midfield or something, or, 
they, I think Herbert threw the pick. Yeah, the pick. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, yeah, Chiefs there was, was with three and out. Ravens was uh, definitely uh, not a touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a touchdown. Yeah. So you see where I'm going. Like the opening right. scripts haven't been good. So obviously mm. Herbert's going to start slow. And because we can't get the ball back on defense because our run defense isn't that good, Herbert, you know, he's, he's not working with favorable situations. But then again, you know, him having a low EPA is there's some fault to him on that. So yes, sure. this is a this is a truth. He has been starting slow, but he does get better, like you mentioned. And obviously, um, in the fourth quarter, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which you know I guess is a good trade off. Yeah, not bad at all. Is his EPA the highest in the fourth quarter of the four quarters? Yeah, so that's a good that's a good question. Yes, it is. Out of all the fourth quarters. He does have the highest EPA um, compared to himself in the fourth quarter. As mm-hmm. of right now, he has the high, he has the second high or fourth highest EPA in the fourth quarter among all um, eligible quarterbacks, which is good. And I'm sure he would he would have been in the top three or two if we had factored out the Ravens game. Okay, all right, not bad. No, that's good to know. But yeah, him starting in the first quarter, solo in the first quarter, kind of see it. Wasn't sure. I think we're all feeling it watching the games. I wasn't sure if that was backed up, but of course, yeah, some good information there. Thank you. All right, the next one, I get my computer to load, that the Chargers, this is a very early one for Chargers fans. A lot of people, I think from the first game, really, were thinking that the Chargers weren't getting as many explosive plays like they were last season. Yes, I do have Tyron Johnson here because people did consider that. I mean, like, why are we getting explosive plays? Well, we did, we cut Tyron Johnson, so that doesn't help. And I don't think that's helped, but... Are the Chargers not getting the same amount of explosive plays or maybe the same rate as they were last season? Or is this actually a non-issue? Yeah, so I've also thought about this and I'm not too worried about it. So I guess the the best way to define explosive plays is, um, it's not the best way, but I guess the -hmm. the football way is the Mark Treisman, the Chicago Bears coach. He had a saying, an explosive play is, 10 plus yards in the run game and 15 plus yards in the, in the pass game, which is kind of okay. stupid if you think about it, because that he's already explaining that passing is more efficient than running. Right. But, right. you know, that's that's how football people define it. So we're going to use that. And that's how, you know, PFF, we def- define explosive plays is mm-hmm. any passing play of 15 plus yards. So currently the Chargers rank fourth or third, actually, in explosive passing plays with 47 and they rank eighth in explosive pass uh, explosive pass percentages. So obviously okay. percentage is kind of where we want to evaluate it because right. chargers, uh, have a lot of volume, especially on third downs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously if they're getting to third downs more, they're going to be having more plays because they just can't convert on first and second downs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've been in the top eight in both categories, which is, you know, where you want them to be in terms yeah. of comparing them to last season, last season, they were 20th in 15 plus. Oh, wow. 15 no plus kidding. pass plays. So this whole, huh. this is, this is another myth, right? That like, Interesting. Uh, yeah, we're not seeing the 50 yard bombs and, you know, the defenses are going to adjust and the Browns had two lapses in coverage uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, all their corners were hurt. So I don't know what John Johnson was doing, but they are moving the ball down the field and Herbert is hitting the doubles he needs to. It's just that the yeah. 50 yard splash plays aren't there, but they have improved in terms of 15 yard, pass plays which is what we define as a as an explosive player wow i didn't realize it was that separate i mean yeah. because all i could think of last year were those explosive plays that was herbert that was this thing these bombs to guyton and johnson and anybody 
so for them to go 20th last season, actually eighth this year, or at least in the top eight this year, that's yeah. very fascinating. Well, I didn't realize that was that much of a difference. Huh. Go figure. Any chance you have like 50 yard or 40 yard plays in front of you and whether that's different from the rate is different from last year to this year. Um, I'm just curious if those. Yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't have that eyes. off the top of my head. I don't that's OK. That. I, I mean, I, de- I have like deep pass attempts, which is like passes of more than 20 plus yards in the air. Okay. Um, so Chargers rank 19th in that with 20 okay. passes over 20 over 20 yards in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, that's pro- like that's just a factor of what Lombardi's calling, in my opinion. Yeah. No. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you very much. All righty. The other one, I guess we've sort of talked about this in, in terms of the the run game and and getting those ex- other plays. Are the Chargers struggling on first down? I think. I forget who it was. Was it Benjamin Solak or whoever it was that said that the Chargers just kind of go, eh, we'll try something on first down because we're probably going to go for it on fourth down. And so first down is really just our free down. And then second down becomes our first down and whatever. So are the Chargers struggling on first down? Because it feels like that, but I wasn't sure if that's true or not. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, so this is another truth, unfortunately. Uh, Right now on first downs, Chargers rank 25th in terms of EPA uh, out of all teams. Um, Mm. And every single team below them has a 500 or below record. So, you know, yeah. So so when I talked about, you know, like in my video this past week, the Chargers were a bit overrated. And like, I didn't think their offense was as good as the numbers and points were showing. It's because mm-hmm. of things like this, like they just like they aren't good on first downs, which means, you know, second downs, they're putting Herbert in a bad spot again. And then they have to throw on third downs and it's like third and longs. And so the EPA shows that they've been 20, they rank 25th, the passing game in terms of um, uh, passing on first down hasn't been, you know, that amazing either. Uh, so it, it is a bit concerning, I would say. You know, and it's definitely something that um, that needs to improve as the season goes on. Absolutely. Okay. Say it one more time. They're ranked where, and then the 500 teams. Yeah. So they're ranked 25th out of 32 teams, and the the teams below them: New England, uh, Carolina, Giants, Dolphins, Steelers, Falcons, and Texans. So not a great group. Wow. Yeah, not a great group of teams to be bunched with, and right above them are the Bears and Lions who. Their offenses have been. Oh my pretty, gosh! 
yuck <laughs> either. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not a very good group of teams to be matched up with. Yeah. I mean, the media absolutely, and a lot of Bears fans hate that Bears offense right now. And then, of course, we know what the Lions, who their offensive coordinator is. So <laughs> it's unfortunate that yes. that's where they sit behind in between some really awful teams all below 500 or the Lions and Bears. Ugh. Wow, yeah. that is awful. I hope they can fix that. Okay, so the next one, this is one that you wanted to talk about. The next two. So I'm really curious how you go with this. Mm-hmm. You wanted to parse this up into two different categories. So the first one being the run game and that the Chargers are allowing too many explosive plays in the run game. That feels true, yeah. but go for it. Yeah, so this is another truth, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so Chargers are last, dead last in rush EPA allowed, which should be expected. Like they just get gassed in the run game on first and second downs. Uh, especially like I remember like Michael Davis said like, oh, we're going to be good in the red zone. Like their red zone defense has been <laughs> atrocious. Like every time a team enters the red zone, okay, we're just going to run it right up the middle. And yep. for obvious reasons, because we have three undrafted free agents playing as our interior mm-hmm. linemen. Mm-hmm. So the stats back this up. Chargers uh, are second to last in terms of explosive rush plays allowed. So rush plays of over 10 plus yards is an explosive run play. They rank mm-hmm. 31st with 26 allowed. Only Arizona's allowed more, weirdly, even though they're 6-0. and Oh, really? Yeah, but, I mean, they're, they've been winning. And so, obviously, they're doing something right. In terms of explosive run plays percentages, we rank 29th, which, you know, I guess that's sort of a step up. But, it's like, <laughs> you know, we're still in the bottom four. Um, yeah. So, data backs it up. Last in rush EPA, bottom four in explosive run plays allowed. I don't know what the fix is. Chargers are also near the top. I, I haven't run the numbers, unfortunately, but um, they I'm I'm 100% sure they're near the top in terms of men in the box or least number of men in the box. Right. But that's a part of Staley's scheme. So I just don't know if it's a personnel thing or if it's a scheme thing or they just played three really good rushing offenses to start the year with the Browns, uh, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking. I forget what website it was. And then they had the Chargers ranked dead last in yards per rush allowed at like 5.45 yards yeah. per rush, which is awful. But I was curious, how bad is that? And I was going through each year, 2020, 2019, 2018, to find where another year was that was that bad. And I actually ended up giving up because I got to 1999 and I still didn't find my answer. Like it is really wow. bad. The Chargers are allowing, it's awful in the run game um, in terms of the average. And of course, like you said, the explosive run plays. This is, I expected this to be true. So I'm, 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 I'm glad I was right. Like whoopee. Um, but the next one's interesting. How about explosive plays in the passing game? Are they allowing too many? Cause it feels like, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious where you go with this one. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to define explosive plays, you know, of the same way I expl- uh, explained it in the previous for offense. So passing plays of over 15 plus yards are explosive. Um, so just a quick review. I mean, Staley's scheme is built on preventing, explosive plays their defense was number one in the league last year with the rams you know mm. they just on deep passes the rams were near the top of the league so they just do a good job of preventing they did last year pre- do a good job of preventing explosive plays um but this is actually a myth and so the chargers currently right now rank sixth in terms of uh explosive pass plays allowed uh, mm. so sixth at the top so the least number of of passing plays of over 15 yards allowed. They have only allowed 25 passing plays of over 15 yards, which is good. Um, in mm-hmm. terms of passing percent or explosive pass percentages, they rank seventh 
So, you know, top seven in both categories, that's really good. But obviously, you know, I don't think they're being put in situations where like they're able to allow explosive passing plays because like it feels like right. every third down is like third and four, third and three. And like, mm-hmm. okay, you have to account for the run game, but the offense isn't really looking to get 15 plus yards in the pass game. They only need three or four, right? So it's, yeah. it's a combination of everything. Um, both of them kind of balance out to the point where the Chargers like middle of the pack in terms of defensive EPA and like defensive production right now. Mm-hmm. which in my opinion has been carried by some turnovers in key situations. So I do think, I, I hate to say it, but I, I do think the Chargers defense and offense has been a bit overrated just because mm-hmm. like there's so many, there's so much variance that could happen from the first six weeks to the, to the rest of the season. But I do expect this, the schedule to get significantly easier going against like Mac Jones. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I forget who we play after new England. Um, but like, yeah, it's going to get yeah. super easy. We get the Broncos twice, <laughs> twice, yep. right? To end the year. So mm-hmm. we'll have some easy matchups. Texans will be on deck. So everything mm-hmm. should, the law, the law of averages should apply to the Chargers in this situation, hopefully. And obviously getting some key pieces back on defense should marginally, you know, increase our production. Yeah, one can only hope. I will say after listening to all these different six breakdowns, I'm slightly more worried about the team, but then again, like you said, law of averages, playing the Broncos, playing the Texans, playing the Patriots, things are going to get better, we hope, so long as the team stays healthy. Of all these six, whether they were truth or a myth, is there one in particular you feel like you're the most worried about or that concerns you the most? Yeah, it would be the Chargers struggling on first down. Yeah. I think the mark of a good offense is being able to get ahead of the sticks, like Rams are first, Dallas is second. And part of that is because they can run the ball so effectively. And like Kansas Mm -hmm. City ranks in the top 10, uh, Ravens, Titans, and Bucks all ranked in the top 10. So, you know, being good on early downs has to improve. Staley talked about it in his press, like in that press conference or whatever quote he did. He even brought up EPA, which is freaking amazing to see. (laughs) Unfortunately, analytics Twitter took my quote tweet and just made it all into theirs. So I didn't have another uh, I didn't have another tweet that blew up like blew the, up. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> Silly Silly knows what he's doing, I'm sure. Um, and you know, they have a good they have a good staff there. Hopefully Lombardi turns it around. But yeah, the first down play calling is definitely something that needs to improve. Yeah, I would love to go back and chart those first down calls to see like what what's what's the goal here? What are you guys doing? Why is it not working? But um, like you said, some of it's just the run game. The run game's not really working, so yeah. hopefully things can improve from there. All right, Arjun, thank you so much for joining me. Guys, if you have not already, please follow Arjun on Twitter. Arjun, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ArjunMenon100. Um, you can also find me on PFF, uh, writing for them and just doing some you know, data-driven articles at Arjun Menon. So make sure to go check me out there. And Tyler, thanks again for having me on. I appreciate you being on. I love breaking things, things down, just letting you do all the work, to be honest. Um, <laughs> because... You know, you have all this information that some people just can't access. And so we're all, as fans, especially with all 22, a lot of people not being able to access that in the way that they used to. We're just kind of going off the eye test. So having these numbers to back something up or break down the myth, I think is excellent. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for listening. As always, take care. Enjoy the rest of your week, your bye week, and bolt up.
it's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com